0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. (laughs) Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time.
1: Welcome to Turk and Tequila. I am so excited. We are recording in Denver, Colorado in a live, fully running, functioning, legit studio. Yep. Um, TNT is launching a new uh, situation, I guess, alongside our open mics that highlight diversity and inclusion and equality. We are going to lean in and highlight creatives. Um, how do these two fit together? Well, I think creativity, music, art, everything is a universal language. So alongside having the conversations around diversity and inclusion, we're going to start to foster some of the conversation around points that can bring us together, and that's art. So we've got our Definitely. first creative that we're highlighting today, Mr. Elliot Anderson. Welcome to Tumerc and Tequila. How's
0: it going, everybody? Thank you for having me, Kristen.
1: <laughs> yes. I should say thank you for having me because we're really on your home turf here.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we're at 3rd and James here in Denver. Um, yeah, we're in the big old live room here, but we are uh, one of the few uh, large console studios here in Denver. Um, I'm still interning here, full disclosure. I've got my test coming up. Um, but yeah, um, I'm. Uh, my name's Elliot Anderson. I'm, a, um, I'm an audio engineer, as you know, um, and composer and producer. Um, I've been making my own music for the past 10 years, um, and producing other people's music. Um, and then for the past four years I've been working professionally, um, as an engineer, as a freelancer. Um, so, I mean, all my, my work spans from, you know, producing beats for an artist I work with in New York named Dom Frost to, you know, assisting here on a, on a, you know, nine piece band session where we're using every cable in the studio. So. We, I, I do a little bit of everything, um, but I mean, I consider myself an audio, a professional audio nerd, and my <laughs> friends could probably attest to that. Um,
1: he but, loves yeah. his microphone. I, I, know I that. love
0: my microphone very much, <laughs> and I hope to have more microphones to love. There, the there's the future. goal. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. So I, I'm excited to have this conversation because I graduated college and right away I came back to Colorado and I jumped into the music scene and I interned at House of Blues in okay. Denver, which is no longer here. Yeah. And then a little label label um, that was a startup. And I just... I told you I, I just didn't the industry wasn't a fit for me at the time mm-hmm. but I loved music I loved everything around it the events the promotion just got kind of out of it so um actually you know Elliot through his dad from CrossFit cuz you know CrossFit fam stays together and uh when he was talking he's like yeah my son does you know he's audio engineer and come composer and i was talking about my podcast i'm like we got to connect so to have it come full circle and be back into the creative scene of denver 20 years later after college i think it's about 20 years um is really awesome and the the denver music scene let's talk about that a little bit because denver's thriving and growing we're not a huge city but we're we're pretty big and there's phenomenal creativity happening
0: yeah yeah i mean um A lot of the talk in Denver, you know, revolves around we're we're not a major music market because there isn't a major label presence here, whether it be, you know, like Universal, Warner, the big guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I think it's pretty unfair to discredit, you know, the music scene in Denver because there is like so much diversity when it comes to genres Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I mean for certain genres, especially like Denver has been a capital for those genres. Like, I mean, bass music and electronic music, there's a huge scene for that here, jam bands and stuff like that. So, you know, there's, there's not a ton of, you know, big headliners, you know, living here. Like we don't have the Foo Fighters here or something like that. But, um, I think, I think, yeah, it, it, people are too quick to discredit the amount of cool things that are going on in, in the music industry and Colorado as a whole. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's, that's part of what makes my work fun is a, as a freelancer is, you know, being on the search for, you know, people to work with, um, because I don't really, I mean, I mean, I primarily work with with rappers, but I mean, I I'd like to work with as many, you know, different genres, different artists, different styles as I can um, just to keep my chops fresh and and to know, you know, what I'm doing if I get into that situation in the future. Um, But yeah, Denver is a Denver is a really special place for music and it has been for a while. And I mean. One thing to attest to that is like growing up here and, you know, going to Red Rocks for it. Like I grew up seeing shows at Red Rocks, you know, and so there's tons of local bands that their goal is to like play on that stage. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in terms of music here. Um, And I'm really excited to see how it grows moving forward. Yeah. Um, with, you know, new venues being built like Mission Ballroom. Um Which
1: is crushing. I mean yeah, sold out I mean, all the
0: time. Yeah. And that's like I mean, that's one of the cooler venues I've been to. Um, especially like an indoor venue, just the whole open concept of it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so it'll I think and and especially, you know, after this past year, there haven't been any shows. There hasn't so people are ready to go. So to I think there's and- gonna be a big pop. Coming yeah. out at least, knock on wood. I know. But.
1: I think there will be. I mean, I know one of my friends was just at Red Rocks this past weekend, and there was a show. Yep. I think it was a DJ set. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: the K He Yeah, played, yeah, played two nights. I love, I love K Tronada. Shout out cage there you go
1: <laughs> i yeah i'm excited to see what happens and i think you know the more money that comes out here around art like we're mm-hmm. getting big exhibits at museums uh the van gogh things come in to stapleton actually right. stanley so as those things come in and money comes in i think that fosters more creativity and more art and, and whatnot yeah um before we dig into like your background because i want to talk more about your journey because the yeah. journey of an artist is really hard it's you're an entrepreneur but then it's you're also slinging your own vision creativity right. in your heart yeah, so it's, absolutely. it's a whole other level um but brag a little bit about um the name drops who you work with because you're you're you you're pretty fresh out of college yeah starting yeah. out but you're already deep in the mix of who you're working with
0: yeah yeah i mean so my main client is um is a fella named dom frost he's out of new york um he's a rapper Um, I'm currently, um, helping produce his album. So I've produced two of the tracks on that so far. Um, and I'm planning on doing two more for that, that EP. So we've got that in the works right now. Um, a lot of the artists that I work with actually aren't directly my clients, but that I've like kind of met and, you know, know, and like to see kind of developing coming here through our studio at third and James. Um, and then, I mean, primarily recently I've kind of. I, I took a little step back from from uh, writing and creating for you know other artists and producing beats and have been focusing a lot more on 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 my own music um i go as parmesan um <laughs> i i primarily make um house music but I, I, I like to do a little bit of everything the the last ep i just put out which is is on spotify um, it just
1: came out check it yeah, out it's it just hot. came
0: out two weeks ago um it's a it's a big switch up from my normal kind of my normal kind of chops but yeah so I, the, the last month or two i've been working really hard on just putting together And finishing songs to have, you know, a catalog of stuff to release and have that kind of, you know, planned out and ready to go so that I'm able to, you know, focus more on, on finding new clients, um, a buddy of mine that I actually met uh, when I was recording in New York back in January, he goes by Daris, D-V-R-R-I-S. Um, he's actually coming out here in July, and we're planning on booking some studio time with uh, with some people that he's bringing out. Okay. Um, so that's going to be super fun. I'm really looking forward to that. He was the uh, engineer at the studio that we recorded at when I was in New York. So okay. that's super exciting. Um And then yeah my my i've got my internship test coming up so to test out of you know being an intern um and so i'm actually bringing in a buddy of mine's band that i work with um it's going to be their first time like recording in a studio environment so it'll be it'll be a, a fun challenge um for both me and them but also um I think it'll be really cool and hopefully will like inspire them they they're they're wanting to track a four track ep um we're just going to be doing one that day but you know knock on wood if everything goes well i think we're going to want to you know record the rest of the ep together so that would be super cool awesome um and then i i work with a a buddy of mine that i actually went to school with his name's shannon he goes by uh zuko z-u-k-o Um, and we have like a little side project that we're working on, but ultimately our, our goal in the next two years is to open up our own studio space, um, and create both a a studio and a developmental label, um, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, we'll mainly be working with rappers because I mean, that's kind of his modus operandi and, and we have connections in that world, but I'd also like to expand that beyond just rapping to, you know, the stuff I do, production, things like that. Um. So that's kind of our goal, and we're we're sitting down and kind of starting talks of, you know, LLCs and all, all, the, business. all the business stuff yeah. that I know nothing about. Um, you learn <clears> fast, though. Yeah. I, I think if
1: you can navigate the waters as a creative, yeah. the business part, it's a little bit lengthy, but it's easier than, again, putting your heart out there and putting a price tag right. on
0: it. Well, and the other thing, too, is that, um, and this, go, this ties back to, you know, being a part of the Denver music scene, is... You know, in, in my world, I I mean eventually I would like to be a record producer and be mm-hmm. producing. Yeah, artists. tell us
1: what we, our first meeting, I'm like, what are your goals? Who did you say you want to be the next?
0: I would like to be the next. Why am I completely uh Rick Rubin. Okay. I don't know why. And that I heard took Quincy so
1: Jones. There was, yeah, there was some Yeah, I'd love names to be
0: I'd love to be a combo of Quincy Jones and Rick Rubin, which is saying <laughs> yes. a lot. Yeah,
1: That's I'm here for it. Crazy
0: shit. But but I mean yeah, I uh, part of, you know, being an engineer here and, and a producer and, and just being part of the Colorado scene, you have to kind of gain the knowledge of both sides mm-hmm. of, of the table. Um, I Absolutely. mean, it's, it's easy for me to get the creative side of things done and to do all that, but it's a lot harder using my other side of the brain to, you know, focus on promotion and A&R and, the, just the business of everything publishing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's just the business of the music industry, it, you know, outside of that, you know, <laughs>
1: there's a whole other setting up
0: business bank accounts and all that stuff. And I'm still young, so I'm still figuring all that stuff out, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, that it's really important, I think. And, and I don't know if other people feel the same way, but to, to have knowledge on like both sides of the table because it's going to help it's going to help in the long run you know down the road yeah
1: well I think getting mentors in that leaning into people if they're not music specific or whatever your creativity is that are business specific and then you have your strategic partnerships where they can help mentor you in different arenas
0: yeah and I think the ultimate goal too I mean right now we're all kind of figuring it out because you know like we're broke and we're just we're working on it right but the but,
1: landscape in, is changing in general right like even yeah, you got right. all the budget in the world the world's changing right
0: and and there's a certain like type of pride that i feel too being able to kind of like get those things done on my own um yeah. and yeah like i said it will pay off down the road and you know hopefully eventually i'm busy enough that i need a manager to you know schedule clients for me and things <laughs> yes. like that um yeah. rick rubin style
1: yes um
0: but yeah you know i and and all the guys that I look up to in in the music industry um, have accomplished that. Like pharrell is a great example yeah. um he's a super talented musician like cool guy good human um great human no understands and knows the business side of music but also like i mean he i think he just opened a hotel in like miami so oh, like,
1: I, oh, the skincare line yeah i mean there's the, so uh, many things. human
0: or human love or whatever, whatever his uh his sneaker brand is they're dope i have a yeah. pair but yeah just, just I, I really look up to like people that have like that hustle yeah you know Um, Because I hold a really high standard for myself and I can be like pretty self-deprecating sometimes. It's very easy for me to do that. Yeah. But I think I have that in common with a lot of those people that just like want more and understand like what needs to be done to to achieve that
1: there's a balance in that because i am with you i'm certainly my worst critic and our hardest critic i was even saying i'm like do you ever get used to listening to your voice and elliot's like no i'm like okay good because i it's every <laughs> podcast i listen back to i'm like Ugh, is that yeah. how i sound like we're it's even it, weirder
0: but... as a vocalist <laughs> yeah. you're like I can't wow imagine. it could sound totally fine and everybody in the room's like it sounds great i'm like no it doesn't it's, it's just I, weird. I, I missed that no like... but
1: i think that's good <laughs> to have that grounding space and you're kind of never really at the finish line so you're constantly hungry to get there yeah no and it's balancing you can't you got to give yourself some credit sometimes and understand no totally done but Keep that balance. Yes. Yeah,
0: no, that's super important. I agree. I agree.
1: Well, all those humans you just mentioned, you know, Rick Rubin and Frel and um, all of our creatives, there's such a beautiful underline of creativity and art being this universal language. Mm-hmm. And we are in such a divided space in 2021. Um, I, I want to unpack your journey a little bit more for some of our creatives that are looking to get into the business. But w- is there a good example of when, you know, music, art has really brought something into your life that wouldn't have otherwise have been there meeting people or opportunities or right. anything like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, working here, first of all, and interning here I think has been the biggest impact, um, both just experience wise. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I went to school for a year and a half for, for audio engineering and it was great. And that's kind of, you know, I already had an idea of how the, I grew up playing music. So, you know, I knew, to plug in an XLR cable in for a yeah. microphone and things like that. But, um, you know, working here and actually like being on sessions with people that have been doing this for 20 years, like Matt Leggy, who is an engineer, uh, that works. He's a freelancer, but he works out of here a, a ton, really talented guy, good buddy of mine. Um, he, he started out and is from Nashville. Um, and he has, you know, done albums with Peter Frampton. He's worked with Taylor Swift. And so being able to work with guys like that, that have their chops down and, and are willing to, you know, teach you, you know, it's at first it was kind of nerve wracking to like, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, do I ask a question right now? Sort of thing. But, (laughs) but, you know, just working here and, and, you know, learning and things like that, I've gained, you know, like sort of a mutual respect with these guys because I've learned so much from them. Um, and, and the, the other side of, of, you know, besides just running a session, which is, you know, something that's super important for me to learn, um, just learning kind of the more, uh, like the, not the business side, but just the label side of things. Uh, yeah. third and James is, uh, it's a studio, but it's uh, primarily a development or record record label. Um, so, just work, just seeing how, you know, that plays out with our label artists and, you know, how shows work and how everything, everything functions has been really cool. Um, another really cool experience, um, that was my first actual internship, uh, was, I was still living up in Boulder and I worked for, um, Z2 Entertainment, which is, uh, the Boulder Theater, the Fox Theater. Okay. Uh, primarily and so i was stage handing um and so that gave me a ton of exp- experience in like the live and production side of things um and also made me realize that i don't want to work in live production <laughs> that Not,
1: that theater's been there for what 50 oh, years yeah, long maybe time. longer yeah.
0: yeah and so that was really cool but it was really difficult um and I I realized that I'd rather be sitting in a studio till 4am and not like running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Like, Oh God, you know, events are hard. Yeah. It's a lot. And and that was cool to, you know, learn. And and now that I understand that it's really cool. But yeah, so I think those were two major, major ones. And then I mean, like, when I went out to New York back in in January, that was my first uh, first time, you know, being in a different studio and as a client, not as the intern, right? Um, but working with multiple artists in a day that were coming in to hear my music, and and it was my first rodeo. So you know, I I ended up selling a couple beats, but afterwards, like was like oh god I need to work on contracts and yeah. stuff like that so but that all ties back to like learning on the fly you gotta um, do both. and I've learned a lot even since then so but yeah I mean like working here has been a really a really awesome experience um just in terms of learning um and understanding you know like how how things actually work you know in a studio environment and just in the music industry as a yeah. whole so yeah shout out third and James Thank Josh you. Grant you guys are the best so
1: I love it. And I love that these kind of situations are further growing in Colorado. And my background is really like sports, fitness, wellness, cross, CrossFit. And I always say I'm so thankful that CrossFit and lacrosse had brought the humans that it has into my world. It's yeah. Best friends and right. business partners and incredible opportunities and connects of connect. It's so awesome. And right. you can never overlook the power of those relationships. No, no, totally. And it's so worth taking care of. I mean, whether you're an artist or an athlete or what have you, the, the relationships you're around is, it's everything.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I think a lot of people, um, you know, my age kind of just expect things, um, which, I mean, like, that partially is just due to, like, the climate that we grew up in and everything yeah. like that, which I get.
1: Things are pretty um, instantaneous. Yeah, right? but
0: in, like, the older you get, and especially, and I, I don't know, like, I don't want to sound douchey in saying this, <laughs> but, like... I, I, before the pandemic, even like I may, I I was going to see you for two years back. I started in 2016, I graduated high school and, um, I was getting a public relations degree. And I mean, I was mainly getting a degree and like partying my ass off and not doing anything. Um, but then I got to the end of my sophomore year and I, you know, I just was, I was sick of doing what I was doing. I knew that I didn't want to work in an office. Like I just, I saw that in the future. I was just like, that's not me. And I hadn't worked on music really intently for for that two year span. Um, And so I decided to like take a leap. And luckily my my, my mom works in education policy and my parents are very cool and have always been supportive of my music. Um, So they helped with that transition, but I kind of knew, you know, Going into this industry, even though I was going to school and stuff like that, that you know I'm going to have to work some side jobs yeah. and I'm going to have to work really hard if I want to succeed. A, just as a freelancer for any industry, but yeah. B, for like what I'm doing um, and figuring it out on my own. So I kind of knew even before you know the world came to a stop what I was getting into, um, and and it was kind of rewarding because over the pandemic, like obviously shows weren't happening and and that that sucked. But at the same time, you know, people didn't stop creating. In fact, it almost seemed like people were creating more. Um, And so that was really cool to see. And so, yeah. And, like, I don't want – and, like, I'm not trying to bash, you know, everybody. Like, there's tons of people that work their asses off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to
1: have that light bulb moment of what am I really doing? What do I want here? And even if your parents or the school or someone fails you or threatens you, you don't really make that pivot until it's in your heart. Was there something that happened that we were like, all right, let's get this shit together?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't necessarily like one thing. It was more just a buildup of like, all right, like I have literally been on academic probation for like, you know, three of the four semesters I've Mm -hmm. been here, like. You know i had a i had a girlfriend at the time and you know so that there were th- there were things keeping me up there i had friends up there but um you know at the at the same time i just i just kind of knew that i needed to make a change yeah um and it didn't happen immediately either like i was originally planning on, on switching to cu denver because they have a music program and so you know i was I was going to a community college for a semester to get my grades up, and by chance, I, you know, stumbled upon the trade school that I ended up going to. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just realized at the end of like that sophomore year that it just it just wasn't for me, and yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do any more of it, and um, I just missed music. Yeah, and so I, I I just decided to go all in on it. Yeah, yeah. well, I
1: think that's a really important point to highlight because if you're younger you're in college or maybe you're older and you're looking to to transition sometimes you're like and this is me i'm like i gotta do this and i should be doing this and i always have fomo that i'm not doing something but also i look back and i'm like i needed every piece of that past process to get me exactly where i'm at and it sounds like you you know you had to go through that breakdown breakthrough and then you change to Denver. And then you just so happen to find the right thing, the trade school. So I think if you're in a spot and you're listening, you're kind of like, I want to do something else. I want to make the change. And it's so daunting and you don't know, or you're feared that you're kind of behind or too late. It's, it's not the case. Things are right on time and you just, you have to go through it to get there.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And that was like the, definitely the main thing that was holding me back was just kind of like the, the status quo of like Mm -hmm. get your degree or else you're screwed, you know? And I don't think that's the case anymore. Not a, um,
1: there's really like wealthy, you know, CEOs yeah. and parents that are saying, kiddos, you don't have to go to yeah. college. Like, If this yeah. isn't your vibe, don't waste your time. Yeah.
0: And I mean, as I said, you know, my mom works in education policy and a lot of the work she does um, revolves around, you know, not just, you know, good educate, good fundamental education for mm. for kids. But also you know factoring in like what kids are passionate about and like to do and and you know establishing like mentors and programs mm-hmm. so that you know you might not have you know audio engineering class in in your in your school day but having opportunities to like have that be a part of your life and you know going to I don't I mean I don't know or having you know, master classes and studios like this and establishing things like that. So that like kids like me, like when I was in high school, you know, I mean, I did choir one year because I, (laughs) my mom wanted to hear me sing again. So I did it for her. But other than that, there was choir and there was band. There was no like, you know, audio class or producing class. And so I was like making beats on my laptop during math class. Yeah. And I, I did that nonstop,
1: but that's your heart. That's your passion. Yeah,
0: And so I just look back and, and, um, like, I think I, and I've heard that Valor Christian actually has, like, an entire, like, recording <laughs> <would>. studio. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I heard about that and I was like, wow, like, that would be so cool. Not only to, like, have, like, as a student in, like, a high school or just, like, growing up. But being able to, like, if I came into a studio, like, I'd never seen a real studio and until I until I started going to school. And if I were to walk into a place like this when I was 18. Yeah. Um, before I had like you know applied to college and stuff, I might have you know doubled back and kind of thought about things, but also you know at that age you're like you don't
1: you're know just you're going doing. with the yeah. herd. All my yeah. friends are going yeah. up there,
0: that's what I want to do. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and yeah, so the re- the the main thing was just like I've I knew I came to a head and didn't want to do it, and I was sick of wasting like my parents' money. Too,
1: yeah, you know, well that's to hear
0: college is not cheap as no. we all know so
1: when it's your time and energy too and this is this is some advanced thought for you know 17, 18, 19 year old human like you're still kind of in the thick of it and some of that partying I really think you need to do oh yeah and get it out and have oh, fun because yeah. life will move fast yeah. adulting happens fast like you gotta just be a kid and if yeah. it delays and I still and things, party yeah. everybody just <laughs> oh, responsibly we <laughs> well I mean turmeric and tequila you know how we roll <laughs> yeah. but I even from a more 10,000 foot view I think it's so crazy critical for kiddos to have that outlet of creativity because even if you go do all the right things you get your master's degree in accounting or whatever no shade to accounting um not a numbers human clearly but it's (laughs) you you're unhappy and like in 2021 when we have all these conversations around mental health and happiness and what have you a lot of that starts when you're younger and yeah. you're doing what you want to do versus what you're supposed to do yeah
0: yeah and i mean i, I so i actually so i started playing guitar when i was in like 3rd grade or so so i was like 8, eight 7 or 8 years a old i young creative and so i was getting lessons and i loved it but like i was bored of the lessons um and so I, my parents signed me up for a summer camp at the uh, the Denver School of Rock okay it was I think I, the first year that it was open. And so I did a summer camp there and like I sang like rock and roll by Led Zeppelin and like a bunch of, and I loved it. But, and I I had a good voice and they kind of recognized that and they had a show coming up. So how it work is they, you know, there's a punk show there's a classic rock show. You get a couple songs that you play and practice for three months and then you guys go play like two shows at, at a venue and they needed somebody had dropped out and they needed somebody to fill in for the 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 show that was happening and so they asked me and so i ended up doing it and then i mean the rest is history i i was there for probably five or six years i did like i did the who um that was probably my dad's favorite one because that's his favorite (laughs) band um but yeah and then i i joined the house band once i was around like sixth or seventh grade so the house band was like kind of the best players and we would go around and play random like we would play like on the road for like a marathon or like we played for the opening of a new wing of denver health okay we met like garth brooks it was super what cool okay um but then we it was towards the end of of my school of rock career i'll call it but um we ended up being asked to open up for one of the movies on the rocks at red rocks um, and so when I was in seventh grade, we played Red Rocks and yeah, that's you just like, like
1: got one of the goals early. Yeah. That just have looking for up at that.
0: I was like, I'll be back. Yeah. And that's, this is what I want to do with my life. And even though, you know, like life m- moves in weird, mysterious ways yeah. and there's that gray area of, oh, I got to high school and what, that's nerdy. I don't really, really care. I mean, I, I was making beats and stuff at that point. I was more interested in, you know, electronic music and stuff. But yeah, without that experience, there's no way that I would, would still be, you know, like grinding on music like this, but you need
1: those little like God winks or however you want to kind of pull you in.
0: Yeah. It's just like the one thing where even, even if it's tedious, like editing work, you Mm -hmm. know, I get it done and, and, and I just make sure that I'm always, you know, carving out time, not just for like the, you know, like professional side of, you know, doing freelance stuff for clients and all that, but like finding time to still like inspire myself yeah um
1: well that's a really tricky balance and that's something I've leaned into recently because you do got to pay the bills you gotta and I'm a longtime entrepreneur because I played the Cross in college and the second I graduated I'm like I never want a boss again like I didn't care yeah. if I was sleeping under a bridge we're gonna do a company I don't know what it is but mm-hmm. we're gonna figure it out but navigating that was really hard and you are your own boss you got to hold yourself accountable and doing marketing PR I did everything for everybody else and I'm finally to a point where it's like Okay, you gotta cut it down. Do this for yourself. You know how mm. to do it. It's weird doing it for yourself because totally. it's like your own client, but you have to have that balance of keeping it passionate and keeping the passion not too businessy so you don't not wanna do it. Right, right. It's really tricky. Yeah. Do you no. have like tools that you like? Is there like a cutoff amount of time or how I do you mean, balance that?
0: i mean it depends you know if it's work work if i if if it's for a client i'm just getting it done yeah because those are just deadlines that are set yeah um but in terms of like writing my own music if i if i'm running into a writer's block there's a couple things i'll do um one thing is I'll just like take a couple days off and this is gonna sound goofy but like legos or like a puzzle something that like you know you have instructions, you put it together and then it's finished. Like just giving your brain a break like that. Um, another thing is just watching, you know, videos of, of, you know, old recordings and producers and things like that. Like there's, there's one that I watch all the time if I like need a little inspiration and it's of Jay Z. It's a documentary of him writing the black album. And I watch that all the time, just stuff like that, that, you know, kind of fires me up. Um,
1: I and love then, that not to interrupt you because I'm a huge documentary person. Yeah, no. So anytime like, I get off, I'll I'll go watch like Harriet Tubman or I someone which there's a lot of people that have a harder journey than mine. Right. So I'm like, stop it, get yeah. it together.
0: And another one I watch all the time, it's probably one of my favorite movies ever. Um, it's called Sound City. Okay. And it's about the studio. Sound city it was a legendary studio in Is this LA. Is it Netflix? Uh, it's I on, it. I believe it's available to rent on Amazon. It's okay. like three bucks. It's worth every penny of it, in my opinion. Um, but it's about Sound City, which was a legendary studio in California um, that was kind of a dump at first, but like. Every, like Fleetwood Mac formed yeah. there and recorded their first album there some
1: of those where it's uh, like really nostalgic like CBGB where it's disgusting yeah, but like Ramones yeah. and like History and yeah. like th- those and are the and so best there vibes.
0: was tons of recording there and then it, it closed down I think in the early 2000s and um the console that they had built for them is a legendary Legendary okay. Neve console that was built just for them. It's like a one of one, and it's okay. one of the nicest consoles. Where ever is it around. now? Do you know? So that's part of the movie. Um, oh. They were gonna give it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, but they ended up selling it to Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters.
1: Do you know how much it was?
0: I a lot. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But he uh, ended up building, and this is all part of the movie. He ended up building his own um, all analog studio. What? So they record to tape through the Neve, and then it, it, it eventually ends up digital, okay, um, because that's just how things work now. But it all is recorded onto tape through the console, and part of the movie is him, um, you know, collaborating with all these artists that had previously recorded there. Like he does a song with Stevie Nicks, he does oh a song gosh. with Paul McCartney. He does one with, like, Nine Inch Nails and Queens of the Stone Age. Like, every most of the bands there. And it Could was you imagine
1: p- the energy in that room? Oh,
0: my God. Like- I mean, yeah, and it was the engineer on it was Butch Vig who did Nirvana, like, Nevermind, mm-hmm. all, yeah. So that one is a go-to for me because at the end of that, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. I need to be on that level. Yeah. So just things like that, like, things that fire me up and things that, like, take my brain to like a different place you know
1: i think that's necessary just like going in on a
0: run even, yes you know like, yeah
1: mix it up yeah and i think you can't really say enough about taking space like whether it's training or your business or creating sometimes you just have to take a break mm-hmm. completely disconnect and foster some of those other brainwave firing channels yeah. and just completely get yeah away.
0: because it's really easy to like get burnt out yes. too. because like all you know get a song started and 75% finished that like I'm really into and I'm super stoked on. But if I listen to it too much in a short, like certain period of time and work on it too much, then by the end of that, I'm like, okay, well, I don't even want to work on this. And I like never end up opening it again. So yeah, yeah, also just being cognizant of like, okay, if I'm in a block and I'm just getting frustrated, let's just call it a day and, and move it. on and do something else yeah. um
1: because then you got the business side too you gotta worry right like it's well all yeah about- and that's
0: well and that's when you know and, and that's i was saying you know i'm writing a lot right now i'm kind of getting a catalog going so i'm able to take a little break from the production side of things and engineering side of things and you know, drop some business plans and work on that sort of aspect. Um, because if I'm doing both at the same time, that like totally takes away from, you know, it's, it's using you two completely different it. sides of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. But yeah, I I like to call it my administrative thing Well,
1: and when you don't have a boss, like when you're your own boss, you literally have to figure out yeah. what works for you. And I started my morning routine, which I am not a structured human. I'm truly a creative at heart. And mm-hmm. I know what I want. I know how to like, I like to design it, but I do it at my time frame. I'm way more of a night owl, but I I get up early now, early for me. And I do like my meditation and my affirmations and it's, I'm on like day 112, but it took me till I was 40 years old to be like, Okay, we can add a little structure. You're yeah. not going to like break out into a rash. So I, I've been doing that and it's been such good balance for to control, or the, I shouldn't say control, to uh, foster the creative side mm-hmm. in a total different angle. Yeah,
0: I, uh, and I just started pretty recently. It's been probably like six weeks. Okay. Um, well, you're
1: ahead of the game according to my Well, time yeah, <laughs> but I, I
0: started meditating. Um, okay. And that has been really helpful at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day and not like, the Guided meditations where it's like breathe in.
1: Hey, and, don't hate those. I do some oh, of those. <laughs> no, no,
0: I'm, I'm they, they don't work for me. Yeah, you got to find your vibe. And so, I mean, the way I meditate is I'll just sit in silence, and ha- when those thoughts come to me, I just kind of like let them glide over. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to like start. Th- so at the end of the day, I'm mainly kind of like, all right, what's still on my mind that's like bugging me? Let's just chill out,
1: yeah, alleviate
0: all that. And in the morning, it's more kind of what you were just talking about, like affirmations, you know? um
1: I wish I would have done it so I'm much i gonna
0: today is gonna be a good day like regardless of what's happening because I mean I, I I get anxious at times you know and like I'll wake up like oh like stomach well, you egg, got a it,
1: lot on your plate yeah too. if I've
0: got something big going on like today I was a little hey. nervous first podcast Were you? yeah totally. oh okay but um
1: this is I don't want to put too much nerves on you but I was like as I was driving here I'm like this is so cool this is like Timbaland and Missy Elliott <laughs> you're Timbaland I'm Missy Elliott all I need is like a billion dollars and a green Lamborghini yeah. over there
0: me and you both, <laughs> yes. me and you both.
1: I can't rap or compose, so maybe I'll have to lean into that at in some <laughs> angle. Um, but yeah, though this was, today was a good day. I'm, this is so great. It's just such good energy and vibes and to connect with fellow creatives. And yeah. it, it's amazing. I, I do want to talk about... Um, How I think it's beneficial for people to hear how you do like cross promotion. When I initially came to Elliot, I'm like, dude, I'm new to podcasting. I'm about two years in now, but I know nothing about audio. I would have used you head to toe in the beginning if I could have learned anything. It was so just like figure it out. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, I think you got to get into some of the podcasting world doing like monetize some of that. So mm-hmm. I, I introduce Elliot to uh pod and some of the pod community. Cause they're amazing. They're like the CrossFit community. Everybody's super supportive. But I think in this day and age, it's really important as entrepreneurs and as creatives and people that are both, uh, that you do some creative strategy and you yeah. lean into other markets. You might totally not have even thought of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a huge thing. And I'm, I'm giving a seminar at Podfest <laughs> next week. Um, yeah. the dates TBD, but Hopefully by the time this is uploaded, we can have it in the bio or something like that. We'll put all the details. But um, yeah, a, a lot of you know jumping into the space that you're in has been has been interesting and super cool because it's a lot of it's it's a lot it seems at least on the surface to be a lot more like of consulting. Yeah. Because just like I was saying, you know, the business side of things really hamper my creativity. I think, and I'm speaking for you guys, but like setting up a podcast and stuff like that and like not having a background in audio or anything like that and trying to figure oh. that out is like super draining. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you just,
1: you're not good. It's yeah. like going to compete in a CrossFit competition and you do yoga. Like right. you're totally out of your And
0: way. so I think like, I think especially now that like the, the pan, we're, I, I think we see the light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to be moving away from like Zoom podcasts and yeah. doing more in person like this. Um, I think it's both important And like pretty, pretty easy to set up, you know, I mean, this is kind of complex, but we kind of got one a little extra. This is a privilege. Like this kind
1: of stuff. You can do this on the regular. I mean, if I get to when I get to Joe Rogan level. Yes. Well, but till then, this is pretty damn awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, but I, I think it's important, you know, for people at least to be thinking about getting a setup put together that works for them, that isn't like stupid expensive because I mean, it's really easy for buying gear. Like there's a reason I love that microphone so much, but, um, but yeah, just, just getting a, a setup put together that is streamlined that you don't have to like think twice about you know how it works you can sit down you're ready to go and you just press record and and you're done
1: well even that was pretty hard and this is why i was like elliot do a master class put it out there and podcasters if you're out there anybody that's an audio that needs help reach out to these professionals because it it's worth whatever you spend because i I promise you as you learn it you do start to learn it a little but again it's like you're trying to enter into a professional level and you're two years in like you need a pro
0: yeah and and all it and really all it takes is um either a USB microphone, which you won't even need an interface, which is what we're using here. But all you really need is an interface, a mic- microphone or microphones, um, a laptop and some software which you yeah. can literally use GarageBand or whatever you have
1: mine's i think um, i still use audacity it's yeah. all zoom now and i think i told you i ironically built out a studio and mm-hmm. i use the term studio very casually uh yeah. but in the side of my garage and it's actually we have sound panels it's not bad
0: yeah it's treated but then
1: pandemic happened and so everything was back to zoom <laughs>
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well and it's cool that you can record but you can even i mean if you're on zoom you can you can make your audio settings so that if you're using an interface or you were talking about like your focus right yeah you can make it so that the audio is coming in from there okay so but things like things like this we're like if you need help with stuff like this like that's what we're here for yeah um and it's a lot more easy than like you draw it up to be yeah um and it just takes like a couple little things so yeah i mean definitely reach out to me
1: hit up Same i, I wanted to do some but... like videos on like youtube stuff like i really think it would be amazing and again that cross promo of like right. maybe artists like uh musicians have a podcast or podcasters are musicians or you don't know where that crossover is because nowadays everybody does everything right, right. and you don't know when you're going to Pick up a friend or a client or whatever where you're going to vibe on, you know, we're talking about audio, but now we're talking about fitness. Mm-hmm. Or, like that crossover is just so critical, right. um, but also streamlining process. On the flip side of that, as complicated as it sounds, I would encourage everybody out there. I always say everybody should have a podcast because it's so nurturing to your soul if it speaks to you. But just start, even if it's yeah. really crappy, just start and then yeah. get the pros along the way. Yeah.
0: And the same thing goes with like if you're making music or stuff like yeah. that, you know, I mean it's a privilege to be working in a studio like this um but like i said earlier people didn't stop creating during the pandemic yeah. and you can you can learn and make good stuff in your bedroom yeah you know? well even I mean, if it's
1: not to sell a million records or yeah. be the biggest star, it's just nurturing for your yeah, soul like absolutely. when you talk about missing it like you're doing the party doing whatever and there was some pullback to music that you needed right
0: yeah. exactly yeah totally
1: creatives the vibe yep. well so tell us about what's coming up what's big on the denver scene um i'll, I'll put the Podfest situation in there but outside of that what yeah. else do you have going on
0: um so i i only have one booking currently for live shows um it's gonna be even uh, that's
1: good though we're, yeah oh we're i'm open
0: trust me i am yeah. stoked um <laughs> it's gonna be for a festival called the kaya project it's a up past Breckenridge I can't remember the exact town it's uh July 9th through the 11th and uh tickets are available on their website it's just kaiaproject.com it's a uh, summer event number 1 but yeah so it's a uh it's an art festival and and music festival cool so i'm going to be playing an analog set with uh with my, actually my roommate but my buddy Kyle who goes by Emerald Wells super talented musician so we're going to be playing a live set and then we're going to be playing a DJ set later that night. So I'm super stoked for that. What kind of music? Um, uh, mainly, I, so the, the analog set is kind of like sort of down tempo, like house stuff um, and a little bit of everything. It's just it's it's almost improvised. Like we have a kind of set. We have set keys and things like that, but it's, it's kind of improvisation. OK. Um, and that one's going to be like in the art tent. So that'll be cool. And then the late night set's just gonna be straight. Boots and cats, house music, <laughs> <Okay>.
1: and techno. <laughs> boots and cats.
0: Boots and cats okay. and boots and cats. I'm not
1: super privy to like the house <laughs> music situation, but noted on but, boots um, and
0: cats. And then yeah, so that's the only one I have currently booked like a hundred percent. Um I'm working and talking with a promoter at beta right now. Oh yeah. Downtown. That got um,
1: ranked like one of the best clubs in the world yeah, they by just, Rolling Stone.
0: They just yeah, they they just revamped it, I'm pretty sure, and, and Lots it's reopening of money. now. Um, and so I'm working on getting a headlining set there. So details for that will be coming soon on my, on my Instagram, which is, uh, at Parma So it's P A R M A J A wwwn on Instagram. That's like a whole website. You might have to go back 15 seconds to get that whole thing, but.
1: We'll tag it all. I tease you, but tell us a little. I'm obviously a branding professional and I love this. Tell us about Parmesan. Where did that come from? Am I saying it right?
0: It was a stupid like little meme that was from like six years ago. And I just like on a whim changed my Instagram handle to it. And I was going by like Ruckus, R-U-K-U-S, all of high school and like into college and stuff like that. And I was trying to figure out a name change and all the other ones I was thinking of were just like super stupid. I think one of the ones that my roommate still makes fun of me for, it was Lestache, like the mustache, Lestache, because I had a mustache and it was disgusting. But then my my ex-girlfriend at one point was just like, why don't you just go as Parmigone? And hey. I was like, okay. So yeah. I kind of went with it a little bit. And then like once I started playing shows and stuff like that and like people would come just like – they would be like, Parmigone. Yeah, yeah. So, See? Even though it's like totally stupid. Like, it's, it's not stupid of, though. No, it's, it's, it's just – perfectly it, branded. Yeah, and it's – well, it's on brand for like me, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I – I love music and I take what I do very seriously, but also at the same time, like I don't take anything seriously. Turmeric and tequila. Yeah, exactly. I, I try to be like easygoing and, and just kind of go with the flow and don't let things, you know, bother me and and so yeah I mean I think it kind of ties into like who I am as a person and it's just goofy and people like it I like
1: it I like when you said sound gouda I'm like this dude
0: I say that a lot (laughs) sounds gouda I don't say sounds good
1: these are like dad jokes in the (laughs) making so yeah it's
0: perfect it's yeah well you know my dad and he's got plenty of those
1: dude i love you no, i love his dad literally i'm so thankful he's there most days because we'll be like laughing about tequila when everyone's like what's the warm-up what's this and it's like so intense i'm like dude we're not going to the games like let's just relax yeah. here for a second and just we're gonna get the workout and breathe um but no i just i'm so fascinated by human behavior and even as a, an intentional branding professional i love when it happens organically because yeah. that's the authentic through line it, like, yeah, it's totally. really cool thing
0: yeah yeah, it is, it's it's pretty like easy when it comes to like logo design and stuff like that too. Like I've got one, I've got a buddy that's making one for me now. I have, I don't know how I haven't gotten one at this point, but I just I'm I'm finally get, getting a copyright for it. Oh, so good. Okay. I will own Parmajon.
1: Yes. Well, if you need trademark lawyers or anything, I'm navigating that whole thing. Right on. It's a situation. Am, yeah, Reach out to that's me That's it's a whole
0: new world that I'm venturing yeah, into. It's a beast, so. <laughs> but it's necessary. It's a, oh, it can yeah. be a lot of money. Oh, but totally.
1: My business advice would be like, getting out. Yeah, it now, no, cause... down the
0: road, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I love this. We can go on. But I want to know what is I mean, as you're a budding entrepreneur, a budding artist, even though you're you are in the mix. um, What is like one good piece of advice for a creative out there, whether it's a painter, a musician, whatever, a branding professional that's leaning in for them to take that first step and just kind of follow the dream?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think like partially like what you said before, like just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing. Um, And another thing, too, is like they're. I mean, I know it's daunting to kind of start, and especially in the world that I work in, like there's like the young engineers that think they know everything. The old guy, and it, it's just the music industry. But yeah. like you said, if you're just getting into it to create, and and it's something you want to do, then I mean, just start because part of that too is that like there is so much out there for free that can te- that can teach you. You know, like yeah. you can learn. Like I before I went to school for you know audio engineering and that's where i learned pro tools which is you know like the industry standard and is what i record with uh i still compose my music in ableton and i learned most i mean i took a class at the school that i went to and that was awesome and i learned a ton uh from my instructor aaron holstein he goes by vibe squad that's my guy great dude um but uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many tutorials out there. Like I taught myself Ableton before, you know, and I mean, I had some musical background, Yeah. I mean, but, but most of it was, you know, playing guitar and singing at shows. And right. so it's, it's definitely daunting when you like open the software for the first time and you're like, Oh Jesus. Audacity. But,
1: I was like, okay. Yeah. That's but like, TV there's, level.
0: there's so much out there for free and like paid content too that that can really get you going. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think you put it best. Like if it's something that, that is fulfilling for you and that you like to do and that you think would, you know, have a positive impact on your life, regardless if you want to take it to the level that I eventually would like to take it to, or if you want to just, you know, make some beats in your bedroom. Yeah. Um, I think the most important thing is to just do it and like, do what makes you happy. And that's such a, like, that's such like a cliche, it's so true, but no. it's like it, all the, the cliches are cliches for a reason and it's because they're they're true and yeah. so i mean yeah and, and it's even something i struggle with like you know i'll wake up and like i'll listen to you know a tune that like i'm like holy shit how did they make that and i'm like how am i ever even going to get to that yeah. level
1: Comparisons thief of joy though you got right. it, and i do the same thing you got but, to just yeah
0: and so it, it, it feeds his motivation a little bit too and there so yeah i think i think just do it you know and and Look for, you know, the free stuff, but also like, if there's people in your circle that do it, like, feel free to like ask them, you know? Um, yeah, just, just be curious, I guess. Um, and if you're trying to like do something professionally and like you really want to get the ball rolling, like you just need to work. Yeah. And, and I think the most important, important aspect of that is just like self-accountability because that's something I struggle with all the time. It doesn't like, seem
1: like it. You're a man. wise beyond yeah. your years. Man. I know.
0: I know. It doesn't seem like it, but like, yeah, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll start writing a tune and I'm like, all right, hate it. Starting out, and that gets me in a thought loop and it's, so it's tough. But yeah. like I said earlier, like I hold myself to a pretty high standard. And so it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. But yeah, I, I think, you know, if you're curious and you want to do something, just do it no matter what it is, no matter if it's podcasting music, if you're like a gamer, like, whatever, you know, just do it. Um, and if you want to, you know, take that and roll, then just, just work hard and, and stay true to yourself too. Like I, there's no like, you know, smoke and mirrors with me. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And like, that's what I try to put out there. Um, and so, yeah, just like, just yeah just keeping yourself grounded in that sense too i think is, is pretty important but i
1: love it yeah. all wise words man this is this, these are these are major nuggets especially if you're under 30 uh get a pen and paper and even if you're over 30 get a pen and paper because i'm still here learning these things um but uh, all all amazing things and i can't wait to see where this creative journey yeah. leads you Yeah. Uh, where do we find you i know you dropped your ig handle but give us anything else
0: yeah, I'm on Facebook too, um, Parma John, um Clubhouse. It's same same username on all all platforms. Um, and if you'd like to get a hold of me for for like some consulting or anything like that or editing, any anything that you need help with, um, you can just feel free to email me. It's just ebanderson1998 at gmail. Oh. Um, so that's definitely the best way to get a hold of me for, you know, inquiries and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my Instagram is like primarily, you know, where I, yeah. where I put all my content just cause it's so accessible and it's so easy. Um, but yeah. So, and thank you so much for having me. This has been super yeah. fun. This and, is um, huge. I mean, this yeah. is soul
1: fuel for me again, to be around the crew, yeah, be in totally. the mix. So mutually yeah. beneficial.
0: Sweet. Well, well
1: I, I appreciate you. I can't wait to see what's next. Quincy Jones, Rick Rubin, Lookout. Yes, sir. Uh, Elliot Anderson, Parmesan. Or hit me up.
0: I'd love to work with or, you, yeah.
1: Uh, Missy and Tim You heard it here I will first. take your
0: trash out Rick Rubin
1: <laughs> Oh 100% I'll probably save the trash I don't know if that's creepy But it's it's factual um, But I appreciate the time and energy Let's like reconnect In like six months to a year And totally. just see yeah. What's going on And Denver Creatives uh, Local, near and far I want to be highlighting I want to be having these conversations I think it's so important For what's coming out And people following their heart yeah. All the cliches today yeah. And highlighting that So holler at me Elliot did it first On Tumac and Tequila So thank you for joining us. I really
0: appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.